This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. It's getting colder in Cleveland, both metaphorically, as far as the real estate market, and literally with the weather. Mike Riley and Mike Ferrante do a deep dive into the stats, talk about buying opportunities coming up, and what qualifies as the smart buyers versus the dumb ones. This is the temperature check on the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. Mike Riley here. And of course, this is the episode each month that everybody looks forward to. Heat check in the fall. We're not at the winter yet, Mike Ferrante. We're just starting the fall. Little little bite in the morning with the temperatures, right? Yes, things are just starting to cool off, both literally and figuratively. All right. Well, let's. Uh, you've had a couple days to research the analytics, so the the floor is yours. Yeah, sounds good. So, you know, I pulled up two numbers today, Mike, because I think that really tells the story. It's pretty much what we were expecting. So we were expecting that the days on market for homes for sale, and this is residential, Northeast Ohio, uh, you know, greater Cleveland area. That's kind of the metric that we'll use. And and it's a pretty typical area for our um, state of Ohio and pretty much representative for the rest of the country from what I'm hearing. But anyway, so last month, we were up to 21 days on market for the median, and that is it's spiking pretty quickly. Um, you know, we were down under 10 days on the market was the was the median just as of uh, this summer. And now with the rates climbing and you know the uncertainty in the economy and so forth, I think a lot of factors are contributing to that. And I think we're going to start to see this heading in the direction of 30 to 45 days on market, which is what we see in, in more of a balanced market. Uh, and then the other thing that was kind of interesting to me, I know that the number of sales always dips in fall and, and winter, but we're seeing that happen pretty quickly this year. So, uh, you know, we're normally closer to 1,500, 1,600 sales. And last month we were all the way down to 1,422 sales. So I I think that we're going to see this winter uh, a pretty significant dip in activity and a pretty significant dip in um, sales prices, too. And and that's kind of an interesting thing for those investors out there. Yeah, we usually see a 10% swing from summer to winter in our pricing here, but it always trends upwards. But I suspect this winter we might see more like a 15, maybe even approaching 20% uh, short-term dip in prices. Uh, but I think they're going to bounce right back up in the spring. Okay. So we're get, basically returning to a more of a normal market where, once again, the legendary spring market bounces things back. You get more traffic. Is that the correct way of phrasing this? That that's exactly right. So every winter market times increase, you know, it takes a little longer to sell a house and the prices tend to dip roughly eight to 10%. That That's kind of normal, just a slightly lower sale price in, in the winter. But then every spring and summer things ramp up and overall over the years, with the exception of 2008 to 2012, prices trend upwards here in our market. We have a very stable market, Mike. I mean, as you know, Investors buy here for cash flow. You know, we don't have that huge appreciation and weird bouncing up and down in prices. We're we're kind of like the tortoise and the tortoise and hare race. We're slow and right. steady. Hopefully, we we win we win the race. Well, it's a different kind. Here. It's a different kind of race. I mean, it's exactly. Uh, I mean, my uh, my nephew in Toronto just bought a house. I mean, eight hundred thousand dollars for basically a two bedroom. Mm-hmm outside of Toronto, not even inside Toronto, like an hour away from Toronto. I mean, it's crazy there. 
Yeah, we were we were just talking about this yesterday on on our show about how it, the barrier to entry here in Northeast Ohio is so low for investors. You don't have to have eight hundred thousand dollars to to play here, and I think that's why we get a lot of novice investors to use a very polite term. Uh, I know you have different words for those guys, but you know, we, <laughs> no, no, yes we, and no, no, I'm, I'm going to reply to that one. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm teeing it up for you, but yeah. So, I mean, Hey, you got 80 grand you, and, or even if you got 20 grand to put down, you could finance 25% down and buy an 80 grand single here in the Cleveland area. Now, where's yeah. it going to be and what's the cash flow going to look like? Those are other questions. But you could buy a single family home here still for under a hundred thousand and start playing in real estate investing. Yeah, well, let's let's again. This touches on a lot of podcasts we've done. <laughs> yeah, okay. which is you know, um, I, I we have a couple of novice investors. We got Rachel in L.A. We got Renee in Northern California, and they did their homework and they come they they came at it from a standpoint like I got a lot to learn before I invest. And that's what I call the smart money. Um, not that the smart money is going to do what I tell them to do, but basically they're open to learning how to do it a different way. When you start getting into the dumb money, and the dumb money I would I would say are the people, um, nice people or people that didn't know what they were doing but thought they did. And I'm thinking of what happened with Chadbourne House, you know, 10, 12 years ago when we bought it from an investment group in London. Yeah, that was a savvy group of guys, too. I mean, they were really smart guys, but, man, they got their butts handed to them. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable how dumb it was. And, uh, you know, for just to recap, people can go back and look at past podcasts. But, I mean, this company, I mean, they were a major player in, in London financial markets. And they just decided, yeah, we'll just kind of dip our toes in Cleveland real estate. I mean, they're sending, you know, they're dealing with, multi-million dollar bond trading and stuff like that. They did every mistake in the book. They bought a house through a realtor. They had the realtor get the property manager who brought in the tenant who within three months stopped paying the rent. I mean, it was unbelievable how, how bad it was. So to me, smart money versus dumb money or novices versus, first of all, you come into Cleveland Investors out there, you're coming up into a buying opportunity, right? A buying window, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think because there's a kind of a short-term shock that's reverberating through the market that's causing prices to dip a little bit more than we would normally see this winter. Right. So we've had, we're getting into our dip and we're getting into the shock. And let me put this into layman's terms for you, Mike. Take your analytics you get people out there that put their house on the market, right? And they're they're pricing it at a huge increase to what it was a year ago. And now reality is setting in. And now the, the house that they thought would they would get into bidding wars is now just sitting there, correct? That's right. So the market's returning to normal. It's not like we're going into a crash like 08 and 09. Could you imagine if we were doing this podcast in 09, 2010? <laughs> I mean, we were doing heat check in, in 09, 2010 and 11. I mean, you'd hear the, I, I'd have Amari put in background noise, the Arctic winds. It was so, <laughs> right. it was so cold. Um, but no, no, we're actually, uh, 
you know, things are just kind of cooling down to normal, right? That's a hundred percent right. Yes. So, it, but there's still a lot of people, a lot of agents, a lot of sellers still pricing like it's six months ago or a year ago, this right. uh, optimistic, Oh, we could price things however we want. And, you know, I think you're going to see more and more sellers having to reduce their prices and those, those market times getting pushed out. So I'm seeing listings on the market over a hundred days now, which previously was just un, unheard of for the last two years. Right. And what are the common denominators of those houses that are sitting for a hundred days? Well, I think there's a bunch, you know, I think number one is price. Number two is that, you know, we used to talk a lot, Mike, about preparing a house for sale and how important that was. And for about two years, two and a half years, you didn't have to worry about that so much. You could pretty much put anything on the market and buyers were willing to sacrifice. You know, they were willing, well, okay, you know what? It's not clean. It's not updated, but that's okay. You know, I need a house in this area. There's nothing else and I'm going to bid on it and I'm going to go over list price because I need a house. That has all changed. Demand is way down. And I think you're going to see, well, I'm already seeing it. Buyers are being more picky. They're asking for closing costs. They're asking for inspections. They're dictating the terms more and more once again, as we head into more of a balanced market. Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you understand or should understand the pitfalls of investing in Cleveland real estate. Say you're looking for an investment property to rent. And these are the things that could happen and often do. You overpay for a house and it's in the ghetto. Then you find that it's a money pit with endless surprise repairs. Your hapless property manager, who may be the brother-in-law of the realtor, gets a tenant who after three months stops paying the rent. Then the toilet explodes, and you have nobody to repair it because guess what? The property manager is not answering the phone. Yep, that's the ugly side of the Cleveland real estate market. But we have a solution. Buy one of our properties. It's been inspected. It's been vetted. It's in a rock-solid part of town. It comes with a gold star tenant paying top dollar rent. And we manage it. Call us at 216-371-8160 if you're interested. Right, right. So there were a lot of lipsticks on a lot of pigs, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. I get it. So buying opportunities are coming for you investors out there. Now, don't go crazy, investors out there, walking around like some uh, rooster in the hen house saying, I'm going to be buying five houses now, because now you're talking dumb. You know, if you haven't invested in Cleveland, my suggestion is, and we talked about this in an earlier podcast, but I'm really hammering this home. Do not buy a house unless you have a super great property manager in place, correct? That's right. Assemble the team first. That's podcast number one. Right. Podcast number one, number five, number eight, number 12. That's all we talk about here. We're not trying to toot our own horns, but a lot of good property managers have been scooped up. So, you might find the house, but you may have a hard time finding the property manager. So 
Uh, but if you're going to look for a house, look for an investor. I'm going to toot your horn, Mike Ferrante, because we're going to get an add-on for you in these subsequent podcasts. Because you investors out there, go to somebody who's not only going to sell you a house, but it's going to sell you a good investment. So a little bit of infomercial from Mike Ferrante <laughs> since 21, right? Well, and I appreciate that, Mike. But you know what? What I think is even um, most important the most important thing is also this separation you know if if you're going to work with a realtor and you know i of course i think highly of realtors because i run a team of realtors but it's kind of like the checks and balances type thing if you're going to hang your hat with a realtor i think it's important to have someone else um the, again the checks and balances so if your realtor tells you hey i can help you rehab the house i can help you manage it i can do everything i'm a turnkey one stop shop i'm not saying there aren't some out there that can do that but i would be very cautious i think that without those checks and balances you got like you said the fox watching the hen house and i know i've heard more stories of failures in those situations than i have successes right no i'll be more blunt they don't exist OK, <laughs> they don't exist because, listen, come on, if you're a realtor and you can do X, Y and Z, why are you interested in even selling the house? You know, it's like uh, unless first of all, um, if they're good, they would focus on just basically buying and rehabbing and then selling as is if, if they're that good. But look at. Folks, you got to get a good realtor. You have to get a good property manager. And you certainly need a good consultant. And now we're acting more as consultants than property managers because, you know, we have a very limited book of clients that we take on. But certainly with as consultants, you're going to pay for our expertise and we're going to steer you away from the landmines. Now, Mike can, uh, you know, beat the bushes and present you with different deals, but you're going to need to have it inspected. Mike's going to provide a good good house in a good area, not some uh, house that's about to be, uh, you know, raised, <laughs> literally. And, and <laughs> we the, had that happen, Mike. Uh, not, not that long ago, a client of ours went off the reservation and, and bought a house through some third-party source. Uh, they came here to Cleveland. The house was gone. They didn't yeah. know it, but the house got demolished. And this is not – we're not talking – in the worst neighborhood of Cleveland. This was South Euclid, a nice suburb. And they just, they got snowed. They didn't, the person they bought it from, and it was not a realtor. It was a third party source. They sold them this house, didn't disclose all the appropriate information. Came here a couple of weeks later, house was gone. Yeah. It was raised. Now you got a lot in the middle of the ghetto. Yeah. I mean, really, and maybe you'll see a, uh, you know, 50 gallon uh, empty oil can where uh, guys are, <laughs> Guys are uh, starting a little fire to. Yeah. Well, you know. well, Mike, this this was South Euclid. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like even oh, you might. Okay. Say, oh, well, that's all right. So the 50 good. gallon drum was in South Euclid. Okay. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, you know, just just oh, it's South Euclid. That that can happen. It did. I mean, I I'm not going to tell you the address or who was involved because that may still be pending litigation. But th this actually happened in South Euclid, which is as you know, our listeners know, that's a pretty nice city. There's some good properties there. And right. literally this lady's sitting on a vacant lot now. Right. Well, look at the irony of it is, is earlier podcasts, it sounds like a greatest hit show um, was podcast we did on micro targeting. There are areas in Cleveland, there are areas in East Cleveland, there are areas in Cleveland Heights and Shaker and 
pepper that are good and that are bad, believe it or not. I mean, there's no one area that's, you know, 100% locked in great. Some are way overpriced because of owner-occupied. Some are just coming into view as a neighborhood that's going to be doing well in a year or two as the economy continues to chug along. But that's why you need a consultant. Because the consultant like us is going to inspect the house, is going to highlight stuff that needs to get done. More often than not, it's going to say no to a deal you think you're hot to do. But at the end of the day, the house that you buy between what you're what you're digging up, Mike, on the waiting 60 days, that might be the house that you're ready to make a cash offer on. Right. Ready to that that's the key. Because if you've got a house that's sitting on 90 days, they're starting to hit the panic button. You come in and you make a cash offer, boom, you got the house. But you better do some vetting and some serious inspect inspectors and understand, you know, what are the steps involved to, to get that house either rentable or for you to live in, correct? 100%, yep. So our October heat check is things are starting to cool down, just like the weather, right? Yeah, you got it. And we got the numbers to back it up. So, you know, number of listings, I didn't get into all the numbers, but we're starting to see more inventory. Uh, number of listings is is rising. Still not, quote, normal, but because of the big shock to the system here with those uh, rates, 30-year mortgage rates, uh, Mike, in the sevens, we haven't seen that in years. Um, right. Still not outlandish. You know, I'm sure, you know, we're both old enough to remember uh, rates in double digits. So seven to us isn't like all that shocking. But because of that shock, you're going to start to see the number of listings equalize out because demand is going to be down. Right, right. Okay, well, we're going to uh, we're going to do another little... October heat he, he check, the middle of October heat check, um, but continue talking about um, some investment deals that are out there. Meanwhile, Mike Ferrante, Century 21, you'll hear his uh, ads popping back up because, folks, it's time to buy. Right, Mike? That's right. I'm going right now to go sell a couple more. Okay. All right, Mike. Good talking to you. Have another cappuccino. Everybody will be back online next week with another episode. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast with Mike Riley. Please add our show or follow us on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Leave a like or comment on the video. All engagement is appreciated. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well for video content coming soon. For any Cleveland listeners or Cleveland Browns fans, you can check out our other podcast, Cleveland Browns Anonymous, for our weekly group therapy session. This is also on all the same platforms as the Cleveland Real Estate Investor.